Osvaldo Golihov, mm-hmm. it's a pleasure to speak with you. We're going to be talking today about this new recording, which at the time of this interview is just the the release date's just one day away, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but yes. it's called Falling Out of Time, and I'd like to talk a little bit about the title, uh, but also the fact that this is a work that you wrote with the Silk Road Ensemble specifically in mind. Isn't that right? All true. Hi, hi, John. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. Yes. Um, so regarding the title, it is the same title as the novel uh, by David Grossman on which this work is based. And, and the idea, the meaning in, this, in his novel and in the piece is that sometimes we fall out of time when we are grieving, for instance. We live in a different time than the people that surround us, right? I mean, we, we've all had, I think, that experience of walking in the street in the middle of grief and seeing how the world keeps going indifferent, right? And the sun can shine, but inside you, you, you are in a, some sort of exiled from time, right? Yes. Regarding the, yeah, um, the Silk Road Ensemble was the only ensemble I could write this piece for. Um, the reason is that it's such a delicate and incredibly, almost microscopically nuanced piece. And I think that the, the Silk Road is able to find uh, new emotional states or states of being or states of absence that no other ensemble that I know of can can find, right? Uh, it, it's like, uh, imagine, you know, between uh, uh, the key of B and C in the piano, supposedly there is nothing, right? <laughs> but the Silk Road can find a million microtones, not of pitch, but of emotion or or ideas, right? And and also they, be, you know, they can be extremely boisterous and all of that, but they have at their core a great spiritual silence, which was necessary to to work on this piece. There's a buzz inside my head. understand that one of the entries into this project and this idea was an organization called the Parents Circle. You met someone who was a part of this organization that's made up of both Israelis and Palestinians. These are our family members um, who have lost someone due to conflict. And it sounds to me like the Parents Circle is a chance for people of these two cultures to find some common ground, uh, however sad that may be. Right, right. I mean, it's an extraordinary group of 
of parents and now now I think they, they changed their name to families for the, the families forum because other members of the family of people who died in the violence uh, have joined the group and and it is they, they say always we are the only group who really doesn't want to have any more members who wants to disappear, right? I mean, they just don't want other people to go through what they went. And I think that the extraordinary thing about this group is how they were able to make a paradigmatic shift of perspective where the enemy is not the other, where they, where they are linked through the suffering, which is what connects all of us as humans, right? And uh, they are truly incredible. I I know some of them, and yeah, and I am I am quite in awe that of the work they do. So it it sounds to me that it was a story shared with you by one Mr. Frankenthal of his own experience, which sounds uh, um, horrendous. Uh, he he simply he could not give up his dead son um and he stayed with his body for several days uh and some of this is or at least a version of this is related in the text that you set to music um i believe there's a part where there's a a, a wife who's trying to convince the husband there's no one there there's no there there mm -hmm. right 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 you know the the the, the responses to grief are completely different. For instance, the, the writer of the, of the novel, Falling Out of Time, David Grossman, came to the rehearsals, to the workshops of the piece, and he told us how a mother and a father who loved with the same intensity their son, they mourn the same son in different islands, so to speak, how isolating can grief be? So in this piece, what we wanted to do was to accompany, to accompany as much as one can accompany someone that lives in this, in this state, right? Uh, we can never pretend to understand what it means to have that loss that has no name, right? It's not like becoming a widower or a widow or, or an orphan. It, you need two words. You need to say, I'm a bereaved parent. Even language is, itself seems to be afraid of naming this loss. Uh, but we don't want to avert our gaze and we want to accompany as much as it is possible again, up to where it is possible.
Osvaldo, how would you describe the structure of your piece as compared to David Grossman's structure in written form? Um, how did you go about putting it into musical form? Is it laid out like chapters, or, or, is, or is, it, is there a different uh, structural idea behind that? Well, there, there are episodes, but not necessarily in the same... First of all, I had to leave out a lot of, of David's book because it takes so long to just sing one line uh, that if I said the entire book, it would have taken... The piece would have taken three days or more. So, so I had to choose and, and unfortunately leave out sections that were extraordinary. I, I would say that the... The, I would say that the structure of this piece is um, a series of episodes in, in a seemingly endless walk, the walk of the walking man who, who, ha, who is deluded and thinks he can reach that place where he can again touch the hand of his son. And it's also a book of questions. So it's basically those two things. It's a, it's, I would say it's Orpheus, you know, which is also a walk to the underworld, and at the same time, a book of unanswerable questions. So it's, yeah, that's what I would say it is, the structure. Is it somewhat allegorical because there's a figure called a centaur, which on your recording is sung by Nora Fisher, uh, along with members of Silk Road Ensemble. Is is the centaur a kind of uh, anchor, central figure, or or a commentator on on things happening? Yes. Okay. So the, 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 there are three characters: the centaur, the father, and the mother. Right. The centaur is actually a writer, and he's nicknamed. And, and, and the, the, the novel and the, 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 the our piece the, takes place in a, as you said, in an allegorical, in a mythological, in a, in a, a, a fairy tale kind of village, right? Without time, without just like it's not it's not quote unquote realistic. Now the centaur is nicknamed the center by the people in, in that village because he's half man, or in this case he's woman, he has half writer half, and half desk because he's, as a writer who is bereaved, he cannot get up of his desk until he, cons he can tell about his pain as in the form of a story. So he conceives the man and the woman who go through this, right? So they are figments of his imagination. And only when he finishes telling this story, he will be able to rise from his desk and become a person again.
on one of the website pages, there is, in fact, a picture of you sitting there very close to him singing. Um, and he, he looks like he's, he's just uh, singing out some very, very intense moment there. What, what was the recording experience like for you to be near or amongst these musicians performing your music for the recording? All right, yeah. I think that, well, most of the recording was done live. It, it's just the product of the three last performances we did <laughs> in, in the uh, uh, premiere tour when the world was quote-unquote normal. <laughs> um, and then we, we did a little bit of patching. Uh, uh, but the, the, so I think more than the recording, the, 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 the most um, unforgettable part of our experience on, on creating this piece was the time that we spent at a contemplative center of the College of the Holy Cross. We spent there several days and David Grossman came and it was incredible because we lived, we inhabited the piece 24 hours a day. We just, it was winter, it was snowing outside the wind. It has, the center has an incredibly beautiful chapel that is all window and there we spent our days and our nights and we did just that and, and ate and, sl and slept and it's so different than writing a piece for orchestra and having a rehearsal from 10 to 11.30, right? <laughs> so it was a, a time of true communion and, and I think by the time these incredible singers sang, they had internalized everything. Now at this point, Osvaldo, you you are in a kind of a moment of stasis, of having to wait. I understand that the live performances are going to have to wait for quite a while, aren't they? Yeah. Due to the mm -hmm. Like like uh, yeah, exactly. But I think we are all in the same boat, and one day, one day, we will start rowing again. <laughs> yeah. Are you already? Uh, Kind of thinking about your your next project, your next getting your next absolutely yeah yeah, and I am I I'm thinking of doing exactly the opposite, a piece that is all <laughs> light in all senses, you know, light in its feet and also luminous and you know the the opposite of the the 
great density of this piece. This piece is almost like late Goya, the painter, not the beans, <laughs> and uh, or, or late Rembrandt, right? I mean, it is a dark piece, but also has great freedom of the brush, so to speak. If if I were a painter, I felt very that I was able to do anything I wanted because of this extraordinary ensemble. But the next piece will be really, really luminous and, and light and rhythmic and, yeah, funky. <laughs> <laughs> Going off into a different direction. But, uh, but, yeah. but in Falling Out of Time, Osvaldo Golikhoff, uh, you've, you've touched on something that, as you said earlier, everyone, everyone experiences in some form or another. It is universal. Um, and I think that's why the piece is so affecting and effective, if I may say. Thank you. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope that it will reach people. <laughs> well, Osvaldo Golihoff, it's been a great pleasure to speak with you today about your new recording. We'll be uh, sharing this conversation with our, uh, our visitors to our website and uh, sharing a bit of the music as well, of course, uh, here at All Classical Portland. Thank you so much, John. It's been an incredibly good experience to speak with you about all these, these themes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you too, Mr. Golihoff. And uh, have, a, have a great day. And, uh, and as, as we all say to one another, uh, stay safe. Thank you so much. Same for you. All right. All good wishes.